Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Looking for a gift for a loved one for Valentine's Day? Well, might I suggest something from Leon Taylor? Maybe a nice jacket, nice coat, you know, a pair of pants, slacks, or perhaps maybe even a Leon Taylor gift certificate. That's right. That way they can go and get exactly what they want, and it'll fit just perfectly. So whether something ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made, you can get over to Leon Taylor. What better way to show that you love your loved one than to get them something over at Leon Taylor? So swing on by and tell them Abdul sent you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis. Well, it's official. Thank you all so much. Um, Let me drift back to about six years ago. I can tell you... I did not have this when I stepped into the arena, and it is amazing. I think this is a testament when you take on a task, you put together a good crew like we have. Uh, Josh Kelly, where are you at? Over here. Okay, my chief of staff been with me on the journey. Let's give him a big round. And the other Josh, Josh Waddell, he was the traffic director here. And if you look around here, look at all the folks here, from young to senior (laughs) and all in between, that makes this whole journey worthwhile. Uh, When I think about, for us, uh, you never were all that thrilled that we may get to this place <laughs> in the first place. A uh, little story, I got into this because originally she got the call to be on our local school board and uh, was so busy in our own community and couldn't do it. And you know what she said next? I just can't. Maybe my husband would be interested. And that's kind of how these things start. And all I can tell you for any of the younger folks in the crowd, uh, when you are asked to consider it, I'd advise you to say yes. You never know where life might take you. What a journey it's been for me, wrestling out in D.C. Uh, I think back six years ago when I took that on, that seemed like mission impossible never felt that it couldn't be done and when i think of some of the places i went like in fort wayne about as far away from jasper as you can get and i think at that first get together five people showed up (laughs) if you work hard you visit every county like i have uh, five years to date on the official side when you offer hoosiers the the ability to see you in your hometown, which I will continue, when you elect me governor, that will still be there. And then you get the best and the brightest, and you can take it and even get things done in D.C. I always get asked, well, what are you going to do as governor? Well, I can tell you, I'm going to have a lot of that same crew with me here. And in a place like that, when you can be acknowledged as one of the most effective U.S. Senators of getting things done on issues like health care, education, agriculture. Imagine what you can do 
when you can help set the agenda and bring others along with you. That's what I intend to do in this next political challenge, and I want you all along for the ride. I'm going to listen, and we're going to get things done in this our own state that's based on an agenda of freedom and opportunity. And if you want the details of that, that is out there on my MikeBraunForIndiana.com. Look at it, broken down into 12 or 13 areas. But mostly, what I've observed is many people, when they say they're going to run for Senate or they want this job, do they practice what they preach? Do they have a voting record that's consistent with what they've run on? And my record in the U.S. Senate is one that's based upon faith, family, community, freedom, opportunity, and we've got the results to show that you can get it done. What a blessing it's been to put a good team together there to have so many individuals interested in that kind of agenda, and I can't wait to get there and start taking this great state we all live in and take it to that next level of where you want to build your business, raise your family, get more of our young people to come back and make it easy for that to happen. That's what I pledge to do. Thank you. have a few questions maybe uh, just a couple okay <laughs> go ahead uh, so Mike uh, obviously this is a competitive governor's race lieutenant yeah. governor two former heads of the IEDC uh, former attorney general what do you bring to the table that that distinguishes you from your other uh, from the other competitors number one I love competition you shouldn't be in this business you shouldn't want to have your own business in the real world like I had for 37 years if you're not going to embrace things like competition and transparency and that latter word we don't get often in government. What differentiates me from them is I'm the only one that's got a track record in a very difficult job that you can look at everything I've said and have you lived up to it. And more importantly, have you produced results? I never underestimate the competition. I embrace it. And I've been making that case over the last five years in a very difficult venue Imagine what you can do when you can set the agenda, get along with the legislature, and have all that working in your favor. I don't think the others can say that. Why, why so much uh, emphasis so far in your campaign? You talked about gaining endorsed by President Trump. So much emphasis on national issues and, and rather than state issues. Is well, that- because if you're listening to Hoosiers, <clears throat> just like when I went down to the border with 24 sheriffs, That issue right there is the number one issue. And if you're not willing to talk about it, and if you haven't used the microphone and all of a sudden you're interested in it, I think you're missing out on what 
people say is important. Now, when it comes to what you can do, which would be the follow-up question, what do you intend to do as a governor when those national issues aren't going to be out there? I'm going to robustly finish my little under a year left I've got there. And some of those issues are going to even apply when you come back. But I view the opportunity uh, as governor to get in on the issues then that might be important to all Hoosiers, like the high cost of our health care, which I did something about in my own business 16, 17 years ago and had good results. Um, issues of workforce, which when I was in the state legislature for three years, that was a big topic. And we haven't really gotten that much better at it from talking to Hoosiers. You talk about high-speed Internet, affordable housing, child care, pre-K. Those are all particular things that I feel real good about taking us to a level better than where we are currently. And I think I inherit a state that functions pretty well. And I look forward to that as being something that where you're not completely having to rework things. So national issues are important when they get to be as extreme as they have now because that issue has impacted every state. Yeah. What's the case you make to extend uh, in two decades of Republican governors? What's the, you know, you're talking about things that still need to be you know, addressed in the state. Why after 20 years of those things? That's where I think uh, when you, we've been running the show, that's correct, for a while. Uh, I think Mitch Daniels came in and did a heck of a job. We were a state that certainly wasn't uh, politically where we're at now. And you can't ever rest upon your laurels. And everything I've done in life is taken a business that was hard scrabble, uh, took 15 to 20 years to get it to where it was really pursuing the pathway I was interested in. But if you got a good plan, you stick with it, you can even take something that's in pretty good shape and make it better. Those issues never go away. Uh, we should not be happy with some of the highest health care costs in the country, with some of the poorest outcomes, some of the highest maternal and uh, uh, infant uh, mortality rates in the country. So there's always room for improvement. And if you've got the right experience, you're willing to take the measured risk to get those things done, you can get even better at it. Uh, Mike. About child care, um, that's been a big topic in the yeah. legislative session this year. Would you want to continue supporting that financially in the budget session next year? And if so, how would you go about doing that? We're blessed with an extremely good cash flow, and I think that's because we've got Hoosiers that would never want to run this place like they do out east where you borrow money from your kids and grandkids. So on something like child care, uh, I'm seeing a lot of that already reflected in terms of what businesses, even schools are doing because it's a real issue. Our labor participation rate isn't now what it was pre-COVID. So if you're going to get people back into the workforce, that surfaces. And my approach will be to see how you can galvanize the places that want more workers to see how you can get them to do things and then have government be an enabler, not something that makes it more complicated. And that way you keep your cash flow good as a state. You're going to have to invest it in certain things like that. And that's what I did for 37 years before I became a senator. Mike, on the issue of uh, budgets and transparency, yep. uh, there's a big issue with Medicaid right now, a billion-dollar projection error that's going to cost the state money over the next three to five years. Uh, number one, 
should anybody be fired? Number two, what would you as governor do about it? Well, since I wasn't there when that happened and how that did surface, that's a big figure. And all I can tell you, um, my style when I was running a business and the five years in the Senate is to know the big issues, weigh in on them, but never lose track of the details so that you have to be explained to by a chief of staff or someone else in terms of what's going on. My ability to do a good job here is based upon the fact that I figured that out in the real world running a business and as a Senate office that's gotten more legislation passed than almost any other Republican senator over these last Congress and this Congress. So you're going to have to have the willingness to get involved in the details and not lose sight of the big strategic issues as well. A lot of it has to do with what you've done before you've gotten here. Do you expect everyone in this field to be to stay uh, going into the primary? You claim a big, big lead. Yeah. So do you think Whether they do or they don't, I'm going to pursue it in the same way. Remember, I said I like competition, and I think for the process to work well, you got to have many people out there making their case, and then expect the voters to make the right decision. I would say, uh, if I had to guess, most will stick in, and that's fine. We got a little under, uh, or a little over three months, uh, and I think you're going to see a lot of people that are out there trying to make their case. I feel comfortable about how we're going to make ours. Any good thoughts on the Leap District? a really strategic position here, don't you? Of course I do. You know, you know me for so, years. So he just asked any opinion on the LEAP district. And I'll leave uh, that issue like this. That's something that's created an issue on economic development. Wherever you not considered probably the most important resource in any development, where you're going to get your water from, that's kind of the cart before, cart before the horse. And when it comes to economic development, remember, I visit all 92 counties. And economic development is going to be shared around the state. And everything I've done leads up to, I think, having a pretty good nose for what to do there. And in general, I'm going to make sure we fertilize the field of our own entrepreneurs along with the larger projects. So. When I get there, it's going to be a blended approach, and it's going to be one full of transparency so you couldn't get in that pickle. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.